everyone. Welcome or welcome back to another episode of the Love Restored Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria. And yeah, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. I hope and I pray everything is good for you. Today, I kind of wanted to switch things up um, and kind of just flow um, as far as this podcast goes, kind of maybe like a vent session, just talk about some things happening in life and play catch up. We'll call this a catch up episode. You'll catch up with me and see what's going on. So this weekend, I was at the core group retreat. If you don't know what core group is, it is a mentorship program um, that is done by Jenny Weaver, but belongs to the Lord. If you know, you know the core belongs to the Lord. And um, I went on Friday. On Saturday, I caught it live, um, but I stayed home with my family. And let me tell you, some literally life-changing things just went down, y'all. It's like something I've never experienced before. Um, and so for like the past couple days, I've literally just been catching up with people's Facebook posts where they're talking about what happened at retreat, where they're talking about the miracle signs and wonders that they experienced or that they witnessed. Guys, y'all, the children, the children, um, just being set on fire for the Lord is honestly like something I've never witnessed in my whole life. And if you dream about about revival, this this is the type of thing that you dream of. This is the type of thing that you're looking for. This is what you're looking forward to. It's that Joel to pouring out. And I remember that Joel too was actually prophesied to me and prophesied over me um, by a very well-known minister. I won't mention his name, but um that was a few years ago. And I've always held on to that word in my heart. Um, Joel 2, there's, if you don't know, there's a portion in Joel 2 that says, um, in the last days, the Lord, um, he says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall have visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Um, so I know that has to do with revival. And I actually believe that we are living in the last days. Some people will say, no, we're not even close yet. But me personally, I believe, yeah, we've stepped into that season, um, that period in time. That's why you see such an acceleration in things happening in the world. Like you see that rise, that antichrist spirit really rising up in these last days, but you also see a very mighty move of the church. So y'all buckle up your seatbelts and get ready. Um, I just feel like saying that in this season, God is going to accelerate the growth of a lot of saints. A lot of people are going to experience spiritual maturity and growth like never before. And I really, you know, I was even reading this last night 
about how God is going to bring a lot of correction in this season, but it's a very necessary correction. And actually yesterday I was reading my Bible and I'm going to read this verse to you. I'm going to go ahead and pull it up. Um, but this verse, if you'll give me one second, I'm pulling it up now, is in Hebrews 12. And I'm going to go ahead and just start from verse 3. And it's called the discipline of God. I'm, I'm reading the New King James Version. And it says, verse 3, it starts, it says, For consider him, referring to Jesus, who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have for- forgotten the exhortation which which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chasten us as seemed best to them. But he, God, for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, let me, wow. It's interesting because um, in my personal life, I've um, been dealing with a situation where um, I was, you know, in an apostolic way as prophets, um, my husband and I had to bring correction to someone. Um, and it, it was, it was a pretty straightforward word. Hey, you have some things in your life that are are not pleasing to God. If you want to live holy, you got to remove those things. Um, there's certain open doors that you're, you have to the enemy that are allowing the enemies to have a foothold in your life. And it's time to remove the foothold from, you know, from the enemy. And man, I was looking up that verse yesterday because I know the verse that says God corrects those whom he loves. So I was reading Hebrews 12 and that whole bit right there, it's so much, it's so much meat. You know, I feel like a lot of times we want, we have those itching ears and we just want to hear the nice words, the prophetic words about how we're going into our new season, our next level. We're going to be um, returned unto us what was stolen tenfold and all of those things. I love those words myself too but we don't want to hear the harder word, which is you have to consecrate yourself, live holy, be sanctified, you know, live on a straight and narrow path or walk on a straight and narrow path, that the doorway is narrow. We don't want to hear those, that we have to get rid of our guilty pleasures. I don't really feel good about that, but it's necessary. Um, and if you want to see the Lord, we have to be holy. So it says. Um, this one hit me yesterday 
verse four, Hebrews 12, verse four, when it says, you have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. Oof, not yet. Whoa. And you have forgotten the exhortation. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. We're not supposed to despise the correction because even though it's painful in the moment, the fruit that you yield from correction is good. It makes you better. It refines you. It um, purifies you. It matures you and ultimately brings you into a higher form of completion, which talks about, talks about it in the book of James. We need to be made mature. We need to allow God to make us complete, make us whole in him. And that doesn't come without stripping away things that are not of him and replacing it with fruits of the spirit, replacing it with his Holy Spirit. So there's things that in our life and in our lives that we have to allow God to take complete control and surrender it to him. I was actually talking about that yesterday, about that that part right there, surrendering. A lot of times we wonder why we don't see breakthrough in our lives or in the lives of the people around us. And it's because there's certain areas in our lives that we're just not willing to submit to God. For example, shows that we watch that we love to be entertained by. Root word there is enter. Um, Music that is pleasing to our flesh but blasphemes the very existence of God, the very holiness of God, even the very order of God, the natural order. That's another teaching. We have to surrender those things to God. And it's difficult and painful at first, but what comes from it is useful. It's good. And it it will bless you in the long run. The the pain of it is a short pain, y'all. The goodness of it is everlasting. So there's there's a verse that talks about how if you love me, obey my commands. And I think part of our walk too, we reach a point where we say, well, I love this thing. I love this type of music. I'm using this as an example. I love this type of music, but I love the Lord more. And I know that this is not bringing him honor. It's not bringing him glory. And frankly, if he was sitting in the same room with me, I would feel uncomfortable listening to this music in front of him. And let me tell you, he's with you right now. He's he's uh, omnipresent and all-knowing. So yeah, he knows you're doing the thing. Another thing that I've kept in mind and have had this conversation with several people as of late is that a lot of the things that we do where we think that we are getting away with um, something, we're not. Because what we do behind the backs of other people, we do in the very face of God because there's nothing that we can hide from him. And that's the thing. I know that sometimes these type of words come off as self-righteous, holier than thou, high horse, but it's not. Getting to this point and getting to this level of obedience and surrender actually takes a lot of pain 
and humility. If you want to go high, you got to get low and be humble and allow the Lord to be the one that refines you and brings you through that process. You know, a lot of times refining comes with fire. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. That's not a cute little process. When you're sharpening iron, you're scraping it against iron. It's, you know, there's friction involved. There's, it's a painful process. It's not easy to get to that level, but it is worth it because the fruit of it is good. Now, um, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and kind of wrap this up. This is just a little quick check-in, um, catch up type of thing. I'll make a longer podcast episode the next time I'm on. Um, thank you all for listening, for listening this far. Uh, if you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook is where I'm at primarily. Um, we'll see about the YouTube thing. Hopefully that will come soon if God clears us for that. And, um, I definitely want to get more podcast episodes up and be more diligent and posting and recording. Um, if you guys want to hear more or connect, reach out to me. Um, other than that, I'm, I'm kind of, I'll just wrap this up. Y'all God is good. That's all I got to say. Um, I will say for those who feel like you need more, you need to get right with the Lord. Today is the day. Um, don't, don't waste any more time. Just jump on in the river. The water is fine. Um, just do it. I, and I was closing out, but you know what? I'll jump right back in really quick. I was talking to, um, my daughters last night and you know they're like not teens yet but about to be um that preteen time i guess and we were talking and i was like be mature and they looked at me like huh i i guess they had not heard that before and i looked at them and i said yes you know what you need to do to be mature and you have a choice because god has given us a spirit of power love and of self-control or of a sound mind, not a spirit of fear. The verse literally says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind, and also self-control. That's translated to self-control as well. So I had you, so I told them, you have self-control. And you know what it takes in this moment for you to be mature. And they're like, that's true. You know that holding your tongue is the mature thing to do. Lashing out and calling someone out of their name, not mature. So I told them, I said, be mature, get yourself under control, bring yourself under control. Cause that's a spirit that God gave to you. Bring yourself under control and be mature. Now there are, you know, certain lessons and situations that will teach us maturity in certain areas. But also, you just have to do it and be mature. Um, but anyways, with that being said, I'm going to close this out. Thank you all so much for listening and for joining me. I hope you guys have an amazing, 
wonderful rest of your day, rest of your week. Um, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye.